0: You're listening to New England Public Radio. I'm Henry Epp. Feminist, activist, and writer Gloria Steinem is in Western Massachusetts this week. She's giving several speeches, one at her alma mater, Smith College. Steinem also spoke at an annual fundraising lunch for the Care Center in Holyoke. It's an organization helping teen mothers get on a path to college. Before her speech, Steinem talked with about 15 Care Center students. I sat down with Steinem and asked what she took away from that conversation with the group of young moms.
1: I thought it was very interesting because I didn't feel that the questions were what they were supposed to be, do you know what I mean? They were what the individual wanted to know, you know, about the process of writing or about conflict or what she was going through or you know, there was really only one question that was a usual question that was kind of, you know, where is the movement going which is like saying describe the universe and give two examples. <laughs> but, but, uh, but other than that, they, they, they were very personal and as if we were as we were sitting in a circle together.
0: Um, I want to back up a bit. You, you were a Smith College graduate. You went to Smith in the mid-1950s. Did you consider yourself a feminist when you were a Smith College student?
1: I, I don't think I ever heard the word. <laughs> there, were, there was uh, the great pride of Smith in those days was that we learned what Harvard men learned. I mean, you know, th- I'm sure that there was a f- there was always been a feminist movement somewhere, but I was quite unaware of it.
0: So, how did that shape your uh, worldview uh, prior to becoming more of an activist? How did your education at Smith um, lead you in that way, or did mm, it?
1: Probably took me twenty years to get over.
0: And yet you still go back.
1: (laughs) Well, it wasn't the fault of Smith, it was the fault of the 1950s. You know, that was just a very uh, conservative time. It was trying to get us back into our right little niches after World War II. (laughs) And uh, it was just very different.
0: Well, I, I read an interview that you did with um, a student at Smith that was published on their website, I, I think around 2000, um, and in it you mentioned how Smith, over the years, uh, has changed from a girls' school to a women's college. Um, what does that change look like from your perspective?
1: You know, I, I I don't mean to say that I know because I realized that there were many different worlds at Smith, but the dominant world was... Um, one in which you got an engagement ring when you were a senior and you really weren't encouraged to... I mean, for instance, the president of Smith, while I was there, said it's important to educate women so we have educated mothers. You know, it wasn't envisioned, really, in at least in what I experienced, that, that we'd, we would go on and do... Uh, Something on our own. Even I got engaged in my senior year. Really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they did that last. <laughs> no. <laughs> um,
0: well, I, I want to ask one one more question about Smith. Uh, last year, the school adopted a policy to allow applications from uh, female-identifying transgender people, and that move came with some controversy um, within the school. Do you th- think that Smith made the right move?
1: I think so. I, you know, I think that. Um, We have to let each other identify ourselves, you know, we have to accept the individual identity. It's not to say that it's always uh, the right thing for that person, that we can't know, but I just think we have to accept each other's self-definition.
0: Um, you made news earlier this year when you um, spoke on Real Time with Bill Maher uh, that young women were supporting Bernie Sanders for president because quote the boys are with Bernie. That was uh, the,
1: that was in the middle of a sentence. That was so not the end of the sentence. Right
0: of of course and the, uh, there and there's context and as as many things then, do in the media they get taken. Yeah, well take,
1: it, you know that was so I I didn't even because he interrupted me right there and said, oh, if I said that, I said, and I'm sitting there, if you'll notice, if you saw the show, I'm sitting there saying, no, no, how well do you know me? I mean, that wasn't what I meant at all. I would just been talking about college debt and how mad women were about graduating in debt. And I, And I was saying, and you know, when you're young, you think that where the boys are is where the power is. And Bernie's talking about debt. And so I wasn't talking about sex or dates at all. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, you know, it
1: was we, I th- I think I think when we Twitter, we have to put three dots at the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that something else is going. Yeah. Um well, and uh, regardless um when it was picked up in in blogs and, and in other mm-hmm. places, uh, that's that's the line that that stood out and um and that's, people took but but people you young know, If
1: I had if I had meant what they thought I meant, I'd be mad at me too. That isn't what I meant. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, it made me curious, do you think there's a, because um, in the sort of internet cycle of things, Mm -hmm. it got criticism from a lot of younger activists, do you think there's any kind of ideological divide among younger and older generations, particularly of, of feminist activists?
1: It's more, it's way more experiential than it is generational, I think, you know, because Women who were, girls who are born in a family that is, say, very conservative and very unaccepting of women's equality have an experience that's like a second wave feminist. Girls who are born, young women who are born into a family that's quite different or very supportive of any, you know, have a fourth or fifth wave. Of experience. It's, it, it feels like it's more about experience than, I mean, age is another category in a way.
0: Do you feel, as someone who's very iconic within the feminist movement, do you feel a, a duty to um, reach out or, or bridge any kind of gap that there might be with, uh, within the movement?
1: Most of the women I work with are younger than my genes. <laughs> you know, I mean, I work with 18-year-olds, 35-year-olds. Whatever. It, it's It's... there's no duty to reach out. I I think there's a duty to listen. Let's put it that way. There is a duty to listen.
0: Well, Gloria Steinem, thank you so much for speaking with me.
1: No, thank you.